You are listening to the Body Charge Podcast, and I'm your host, Sandy Sanderson. Welcome to the Body Charge Podcast. Uh, Today, I'd like to welcome on board Annie Del Rey, and we'll be talking about a topic uh, very, very needed these days. We We need to learn a lot more about work-life balance. So it's about how to get on top of the challenges of a work-life balance in the world we live in today. So Annie Del Rey is a nationally board certified health and wellness coach who has worked with hundreds of clients to help them achieve a life of confidence, wellness, and success. Along with multiple certifications, she earned her bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in integrative wellness coaching. Annie is also certified in life and success coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, clinical hypnotherapy, and emotional freedom technique. Wow, that's a big mouthful. Um, and that's, that's a lot to process, but but they are all connected, aren't they, Annie? We find ourselves today in, in a time of rapid change in human histories where, you know, stress is... Uh, um, pervasive and people can get stuck on a treadmill of activity where it never seems to be enough I can never do enough I can't get off this Mm. treadmill I have to keep going I can't even think about what I'm doing I can't think enough to change what I'm doing because if I stop then then the whole machine will break down and I can't pay my bills and you know so things are um, people feeling squeezed from all sides. Interest rates are going up, and you know inflation's going up, and and they really can get quite frazzled. So if a person is dealing with so much stress that they can't see the wood for the trees, how do you start to help them to reposition themselves and get a grip on what's happening in order to think clearly to make the changes that they need? A uh, great question. <laughs> Um, I think the number, sorry, my AirPods, I think the number one thing, and this is truly like a life lesson. If everyone comprehended this, the world would be a better place is the idea of you can only control yourself. You can only control yourself. And, uh, most people are spending a heck of a lot of time thinking of things they cannot control. And it leads to ha- it leads to happiness. It leads to the opposite of happiness. It leads to sad, guilt, shame. That it leads to all these strong depression, hatred, things that are out of their control. So, if I could give um, one one piece of information that I would love, I wish everyone could understand is: you can only control yourself. You can't control others. So. I'll give a work example, right? You can't control what your boss says to you or what your coworker does, but you can control your response. You can control how much time you spend thinking about it. You can control the outcome or to an extent, right? Like you can't control what they do, but you can control your side of the outcome. So um, allowing people to know that and also sharing that that's a beautiful thing. Like, This is awesome, actually. This is fantastic. This news, this is very empowering. This means that you have control over it. So let's stop using this victim mentality. This is fantastic. Yes. Um, So so what is a victim, mm -hmm. really? Someone who is a prisoner, 
someone who feels not in control and mm. therefore wants to control and is desperately going around and around in circles because it's not working and that causes the frustration and the stress because it's really like a prisoner mentality, isn't it? So when you um, liberate that mind to believe that they can create their own reality, that they can be in control of their emotions and how they react to other people's stuff or other people's behaviours, uh, mm-hmm. even in a family context, you know, I see a lot of mothers Ooh. and they're just so worn out and so lacking in energy. They've really burnt the candle at both ends and, you know, they might even have children with ADHD or autism or, you know, lots and lots of issues which make a home family life sometimes not a place to rest and recover. And and people are running out of puff. So so how yes. would you help those kind of people who, who um, are stuck and don't know how to get off that machine? So... Um... Something that I would tell them, and this is like immediate action steps, is get outside, get your vitamin D and hydrate. So many people are dehydrated and they don't even know it. And they don't understand why there's brain frog, frog, brain, (laughs) where did that come from? Um, Brain fog or energy that they don't realize why they're not sleeping well. They don't realize why their body, I mean, I feel silly telling you things about the body because I know you know about the body, (laughs) but always learning. Okay. Okay. Um, but I believe this statistic is like 80% of people aren't getting enough vitamin D at least in the U S so 80% is like a significant chunk. Um, which affects the immune system. And the the nervous system, the immune system, the brain, brain function. So how how can we think clearly if the nutrients we need aren't getting through to where they're supposed to go? Exactly. Right. So like if someone were to look at the brain, a picture, if they were to see it now, think of that shrunken about at least half its size. Like think of a sponge with no water, how it originates and then putting Mm -hmm. that water in. So and the um, electrical activity you get from it because the water ooh. the brain uses a lot of water actually half the water you drink goes to the brain and the electrolytes it needs to have electrolytes in it particularly magnesium for mm. that electrical activity to happen in the brain so people are starved of resources these days more than ever it's almost like the planet is starved of resources or Wow. Misdirected resources or polluted resources where something isn't getting from A to B, it's being blocked, it's being curtailed somehow, it's not flowing. Mm. So if we can look at our body as a whole system, we can then start to address the different issues because we're not just a brain and we're not just, Mm. you know, a spirit and we're not just we we are a number of different components working together, aren't we? That that need yes. feeding and that need nutrition and resources. If I look at the body as a bunch of cells, like little babies, and when something goes wrong, the babies cry, and we get symptoms, <laughs> and we have to learn yes. to listen, listen to the crying babies, and go. Oh, what is it that you need? Can I feed you something? Do you need some more sleep? Do I need to change your nappy? Which is the detox part. <laughs> so it's I love basic. this comparison. Mm-hmm. I love it because babies have different cries for different things. Yes. I love this compare. I am, I am like stealing this. I'm just going to take that, use it for later. 
that You're is welcome. a beautiful compare. <laughs> I was just gonna say thank you, thank you, thank you. I just put that in my toolbox because you are so right. And when I teach people about like inner child work, I tell them like, think of yourself as a child. How would you treat yourself? If you were in the bathtub with a child, you wouldn't be roughhousing them. You would be nice. You would be washing their hair nicely. You wouldn't be like purposely putting soap in there. You know what I mean? You wouldn't be obnoxious. You'd be kind or, and gentle. Or you wouldn't be muzzling them with a drug. You wouldn't be putting a, a, a muzzle on mm. them and, and keeping them quiet to you don't fix the problem by muzzling or suppressing That's a great one. you find out what the problem is and you solve it and then the symptoms go away you're so right i'm loving this comparison <laughs> fantastic so we're in yes. a sense all mothers and we need to be uh, maternal carers of our own body don't we it's about it's really about self-knowledge do you, do you think that yeah comes i down do. to knowing yourself better yeah, and um, knowing yourself better and, and really understanding the fact that, you, I mean, I just said it, but like that you have control, like, but it is up to you personally to take care of your body. No one else is going to do it for you. It would be silly to think others others will do that journey. People can't go bathroom for us, right? That's right. And we, we rely on our own personal experience, but we often suppress it or someone else comes first. And, you know, I use the mothers as an example before. They're yeah. always at the end of the line. They put themselves last. And I, and I say, well, if you're in the aircraft and, you, and the plane's ditching and the pilot says, put your masks on, they tell you to put your own on first, right? Because what good are you to anyone else if you, if you lose it? So yes, self-care is everything. Yeah. And that's a, um, I love that you said that because I work with a ton of moms and when we're setting goals, one of the first thing I ask is what's your why? Why? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do this? And I would say 95, if not more percent of them say my children. I want to be healthy for my children. I want to be a good role model. Um, I want to show better patience. I want to be fit. I want to have better eating habits. Why? Because I want to be a great grandmom. I want to be alive for my grandkids. I want to be the grandmom that can sit on the ground with the grandkids. I want to be able to not be in a wheelchair at the amusement park. Like those are very specific whys. Yes. And you want, as a mother, you want your children to be happy and healthy it's really not a lot to ask. <laughs> it's just, oh. it's very simple. But you see, we live in a world which holds us back a lot. We're not taught the right skills. We're not taught to, you know, rest and be introspective and self-correct. Mm. We're, we're always taught to look outside through social media and what does someone else think and what did the TV tell me I should be doing? <laughs> We, uh, we right so scary we, we just disappear in that big mob um and i think a lot of the time the technology advancements have have helped to um disconnect us from relationships with others where we feel more like a machine on that treadmill Ooh. like and we have to perform a function and if we don't we're somehow not worthy and you know when people set offer unrealistic expectations that they can't fulfill and then they they um they just run out of puff and 
things don't work. And then they feel even more unworthy because they didn't do what they thought they should be doing or what other people expected them to do. They can't allow themselves to just rest and recover and be themselves. It's not allowed, right? Totally. It's frowned upon or a sign of weakness that the word hustle like makes my skin crawl. I don't know why we glamorize that. We should, I mean, an appropriate amount of hustle, like you can't make rent. So you're going to go, I don't even know, um, pick up a shift that pays cash so you could pay your electric that, you, you know what I mean? But this constant working 80 hours a week, um, telling yourself more, 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 okay, I got the promotion. I need another promotion. Okay. I want a new title change. It, it is healthy to strive for things. I don't, I mean, I'm a coach, right? I, people yeah. don't need me. It's a luxury to work with a coach, a therapist. I think all people should work with, but, um, what the heck was I going to say? Well, achieving oh, the realistic think, goals. Mm -hmm. is, I think achieving yes. realistic goals. And what happens is that people, yes. when they're on a treadmill, don't have time to think about realistic goals and they can't focus properly. They're just doing, doing, doing without really having uh, enough direction. And then suddenly the treadmill takes over and goes faster than they can run. And, and then they'll have an injury, to use an analogy. Um, yes. So because they don't take the time to rest and pause, you know, if you're an athlete and you're training and if you're on a marathon run and you don't have like periods of rest and recovery, even while you're running, you won't make it to finish line. Your nerves give out, the muscles will give out. You have mm -hmm. to have that ability to rest and recover to for sustainability, to get resilience. Great word, sustainability, right. Because yes. you could do things for a short amount of time, but yeah, right, so, you can't train. Mm -hmm. So, so when people don't give themselves the time to rest and recover and really think about the direction that they're going in, um, they need to just not have fear and be prepared. I think to just trust and let go to change. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I can't fulfill this expectation. I can't do that. I can't do. I can't. Can't. And accept what you can't do. I go, okay, I'm just going to have a big pause break and I'm going to have a rest and recover. I'm going to allow myself to go within and have a rest and recovery time. And I'm going to really think about the direction I want to go in. And mm -hmm. is that right for me? And until you go through that and realign the direction, then you can go out for a big burst and then you can push and strive to climb up the mountains or wherever you decided you wanted to go. In a yes, more realistic right. fashion, that's more achievable. Yeah, I love the word achievable. I love the word achieve when when we teach a technique of goal setting called SMART goals. It's an acronym, and the A is achievable. Is it achievable? Asking yourself and um, being realistic. An, an R is realistic. So yep. they make sure that when you're following this structure, like um why are you setting just because you saw a girl on instagram with you know looking like this with this many kids in this type of house driving this car does not mean you have to compare your life to her that's that doesn't have to be your goal and i think that's another thing is people get confused with goals they get confused with everyone else's goals compared yep. to theirs yep yep so and then they're not happy when they don't reach it or they wonder why they're not motivated but because it, it's you're not motivated because that's not the real goal that you want. 
it's or, not for you because uh, everyone has their own life path, don't they? We can't really compare ourselves with others. We have a unique life path that's ours. We come into the world, I believe, with a with a set of cards, like like in a game, and we you know we have some plus cards and some minuses, and we have to use those resources the best way we can to navigate the best way we can to feel um fulfilled and happy, and. I I, always, I have the philosophy of follow your happiness where what's the fun thing and that's the guideline of what you should be doing when when you put a happy vibe behind things you have so much more energy behind it to achieve and to do what you need to do when you're not happy the energy um gets stolen from you totally you, you, yes suboptimal and everything and just pushing and nothing's working properly is because the energy levels are low because it's not being inspired and fueled by the happy which is mm -hmm. big energy yeah yeah so so you know the process of um, hypnosis where where you have your expertise is quite fascinating because if people have some kind of psychological block or belief that's not true to themselves, but they've taken it on board and believe it to be so. Does hypnosis mm -hmm. help them unlock that door so they can see see themselves better? Is that how it works? So that's a really, that's a good way to say it, like open the door to see themselves better. The, the number one step in um, like uh, starting the hypnosis process would be accepting that it is possible to be hypnotized. And I know that may sound silly, but a some people go in with resistance. So someone like you and I would be open to it. Even if we weren't a hundred percent sure, we'd be open to the possibility that we can access our unconscious mind. But there are some people that are so guarded that it will not work for them. It it's just- Fear, too much fear. There's too much fear. Is it fear and of exposure? Do you think? Fear? I believe so. I think almost like the what am I going to unlock, right? Be yeah. And and the and yes, the fear. That's got a fort. Especially, <laughs> right? Like what the heck? And especially if they already know about a trauma. So some people come because they have a trauma, and they, and that's what they want to either process, unpack, um, whatever their you know mission may be coming, and other people don't have any let's say like pinpointed traumas something's off and they do want to see what's going on yeah maybe a but, subconscious thing they're not even you know or something that could have happened a long time ago even in their childhood they carried forward without realizing it and yes how can you what do you how do you use emotional freedom technique does that work in a similar way what's that all about Okay, so why I love um, emotional freedom technique, and and uh, it's more commonly known as tapping. So I don't know if your listeners will know oh, what, yes, when yes. they hear tapping. Yes, yes, T tapping. Yes, I I spoke to someone else about tapping. It's absolutely fascinating oh. because yes. um, yeah, we talked Very about how we're an electrical system with a circuit, and we have junctions in those circuits, which is where the acupuncture meridians are. And if mm -hmm. something, if the flow of energy gets stuck you can reconnect that energy flow by tapping into the junctions. There's the tapping. Which is the coolest. It's free. You can do it to yourself. You can teach other people. 
you can literally go to the bathroom and do it. Meaning like if you're in a public area, you can do it anywhere. Um, and what I love about tapping is that for the most part, it will work on you even if you don't believe it because it, yeah. you're touching your energy points. Yeah. So um, something like hypnosis, there could be a block that doesn't even allow the person to relax enough. But if someone, um, even if they're questioning tapping and they're like, mm, that's a little woo woo. If they were to sit down and start really doing the exercise, really tapping those points, like not like really tapping, like you're supposed yeah. to do a little harder. Yeah. They'll feel a difference. I mean, if you do this right now and then you touch here, you'll probably feel a difference in your hands yeah. immediately. That, that. Like the side, oh, you have glasses on. Sorry. I have glasses I, I and I have lo doing. lots of equipment. On. Yeah, I know. I, I did the worst spots. <laughs> spots for you. But you know what? What I do like is a head massage when I go to the hairdresser with the shampoo. That's awesome. That nice? I can drift Ooh, off yeah. into space that way. So I know. Yeah, I, th I think because I think those energy centers then are being manipulated and stirred up and things start to flow. Yeah. And then even the idea of like talking to your unconscious mind with the affirmations that you're giving yourself and, and repeating the affirmations while you're um, doing the session, it's. It goes to a deeper level, does it? Like, yeah. And we're programming yes. our own computers, right? <laughs> we are. We're, we're program we're programming it. And it's, um, that's another part of like the empowerment. Like you're not a victim. Oh, and that's I NLP, isn't it? Yes. programming with language that's neuro-linguistic programming mm -hmm. yes exactly so all, exactly. all of those um techniques uh really rely on curiosity and a sense of trust mm. that experiencing going go, walking out on that limb to experience that new thing you have to have a certain level of curiosity and i wonder what this is going to do and there's fascination into looking forward to a different experience not everyone can bring themselves to trust enough because they're so locked up in fear you have to have a certain amount of trust to even try these techniques see if they mm -hmm. work and so let's come back to the fun aspect why can't they see something new trying something new as something fun what what, what happened to their fun Right. Um, because, uh, and you'll find this with people who are depressed, they think it's a permanent state. So even though there have been happiness in their life at some point, right? Because you're just not unhappy for, for since you were the day you were born as a baby. It just, it doesn't exist as far as I've never heard of it. I'll say that. Um, is understanding that this is just a moment in time. This is not your permanent state. So one of the things that I'll have people do is recall a memory where, um, where they accomplish something. Or um, another thing it may be is a time when someone complimented you and sit in that moment, where were you? What did they say? How did you feel at the time? Um, even if it was that at the time it took you back and, and you didn't even say like, thank you. How, but later you thought about it and it brought a smile to your face. Yes. Um, or, or the times where someone made you laugh, tapping into the memory of the laugh. And how did that feel memory. when you laughed? 
because that brings it back up to the surface, doesn't it? So we have to remind yes. people to to go back to those times where they felt a sense of fun. So children mm. do that without thinking. That it's so automatic, isn't it, for children to just laugh and experience joy and curiosity and you know a thirst for learning and adventure and you know they they trust and they're so outgoing because they want to discover new things and and then somehow along the line as we get older we move into adulthood that can get beaten out of us through circumstances or you know negative mm-hmm. relationships s- certain traumas and we and, and that system kind of becomes suppressed depressed and yeah i can see how tapping into the old memory can start to maybe reset that system. Is that how it works? You you reset by triggering good memories? Yeah. Um, I, I almost call it, um, or yes, having these good memories is, I compare it to seeing a cornfield. And if like, you know, all the corn's up and you were, if you were to walk through the cornfield, the hay would go down, right? Or the stalks would go down. But if you only walk that past once, you may cut a few down. But when you look back, it's it's not going to be a beautifully paved. It's not like it's a road that's used often. It wasn't bulldozed. But if you take that path every day, you're doing a new pathway. You are forming a brand new pathway. But again, it doesn't happen the first time you walk, though. So you have to continuously build that pathway. Reinforce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, like, I'm depressed, I'm depressed. I'm happy. I love my life. Every day is a new day. Just take it till you make it. What is in store for me? (laughs) Literally anything. If you think, if you're having trouble with self-esteem, I am confident. I'm confident. I'm confident. You don't feel confident, but you're, you're doing that new neuro pathways. You know, my very first job when I was still in high school was as a checkout chick for Kmart. (laughs) And they, they taught us in the training to always smile, even if you don't feel like it, because when you make your muscles move into that position, it sends a signal to the brain to follow with the feeling that goes with the movement of the muscle into the smiling position. And I tried it and it actually works. It really works. Fake it till you We're make it We're tricking ourselves. Yes. yes. Exactly. Yes. That's awesome. So... Um, Annie, what would you like to say to people? Um, one last thing before we close and where can they find you if they want to learn more? Um, so I guess just the reminder of focus on what you can control as much as you can release the things that you cannot control. And sometimes even making a list of what you can and can't control, especially in specific situations, does bring a lot of peace of mind to people. So I I guess that would be a, a tip. Um, make a list next time something is uh, overwhelming and they can reach me at my website. Um, It's my name. So A-N-N-I-E-D-E-L-R-E.com. So AnnieDelray.com and or on Facebook or LinkedIn. I'm the only Annie Delray that you'll find on the internet. So It just works out that way. Nice. Yeah, I I think um, that would be a good idea. People will get a lot out of it. Um, I think we all need to be more aware of these 
even if we think we've got our own lives together, um, we may see people mm. around us, close to us that are struggling that we could help them or give them a little bit of a nudge or recommend that they they change something because sometimes people can't even see it themselves. It, they can't even see mm. it enough to ask. So we need to, so we need, true. We need to work together with our loved ones like a team. Yes. And the and the weaker stronger ones help the weaker ones and you know we all work together to move forward, right? That's a beautiful thing. Yes. Yeah. No, so Definitely. I think we'll finish on that note. And thank okay. you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope you liked this conversation and will share it with others. Hear more from Body Charge on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on blogs, podcasts, videos and magnesium special offers at electromagnesium.com.au. Relax, recharge and recover.